بسم الله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبعد We have reached the seventh hadith from the forty hadith of Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullahu ta'ala This is a hadith that has been collected by Imam Muslim rahimahullahu ta'ala on the authority of Abu Ruqayya and Abi Ruqayya Tamim bin Aws Ad-Dari Again the name of the Sahabi is Abu Ruqayya Tamim bin Aws Ad-Dari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu And in Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم قال that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said الدين النصيحة الدين النصيحة that the religion is the giving of good advice and being sincere الدين النصيحة the deen is being sincere and giving good advice. That is a hadith that is well known. Ad-Dinu Nasiha. That the deen is giving good advice and being sincere. Upon hearing this, because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said this, he repeated this phrase. Ad-Dinu Nasiha. Ad-Dinu Nasiha. And the like. He repeated the phrase over and over. To which the Sahaba... They said, "Kulna liman." They said, "To who?" فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said, "لِلَّهِ وَلِكِتَابِهِ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِأَمَّةِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَعَامَتِهِمْ." He said, "Being sincere to Allah and His Book and to His Messenger." And to the leaders of the Muslims, and to the, the the common or the general body of the Muslims, that this is what is intended. The Sheikh Hadallahu Taala, he begins by saying, "وَجَاءَ فِي رَوَايَةٍ أُخْرَى." أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الدين النصيحة الدين النصيحة الدين النصيحة The religion is, is being sincere and giving good advice Being sincere and giving good sincere advice Is being sincere and giving good sincere advice As we mentioned 
Because it comes in this riwayah from Muslim, it only mentions one time, الدين النصيحة The religion is given good advice, mentioned it once. But as we said, it was actually repeated more than that, and we benefit that from the other narration, from the other hadith that comes, and it has been collected by Imam Ahmed and his Musnad. And others have also collected this hadith. Ala kullin, what will suffice you for your notes? We will know that it has been collected by Imam Ahmed in his Musnad. That it comes mentioning three times, repeating. Ad-Dinu al-Nusiha. Ad-Dinu al-Nusiha. Hakadha. Naam, three times. Fakarrarahu thalathan min bab al-Takid. Shaykh Salaf Uzan, he says that the Prophet ﷺ, he repeated it three times from the standpoint of an emphasis. So as to show an emphasis. Because when you want to emphasize something and to make sure that the point is made clear, then it was from the way of the Prophet ﷺ that he would repeat it. He would repeat it to make sure it was clearly understood. He would repeat it to make sure it was clearly understood and also so as to show the extreme importance of that particular phrase or that particular statement. So as to show the extreme importance of that particular statement. So he repeated it. Ad-Dinu al-Nasiha. Naam. Wa ma'na al-Nasiha. And this is important to understand. That what does this word, al-Nasiha, what does this word mean? Because this is a very rich word in the Arabic language. This is a word that is very rich. Naam. And we understand from it uh, a number of things. Because usually when we say nasiha, we mean advice. Right? Give a person advice. You say, give your brother nasiha. Give your brother advice. Right? And this is from the meanings of it. Naam. To give advice. To give sincere advice. But when we understand the meaning of it, lughatan, Naam. When we get back to the original meaning of it, then we'll see what kind of advice we're talking about here. Naam. And we'll also see the reality of what is meant and what is intended that the religion is an nasiha. Naam. The Shaykh he says, وَمَعْنَا النَّصِيحَ And the meaning of an nasiha. Naam. He says, الخلوص. It means الخلوص. Al-khulus, this means something that yani, is, is pure. Something that is pure. Right? And it's important to understand. Something that is pure. Clean. The Shaykh, says, You call, it said, Shay'un nasihun. That this thing is nasih. So what does it mean if someone to say this thing here is nasihun. What does that mean? A khalisun min al-ghish. Meaning that this is something that is free from any type of deception. Wa yuqalu asrun or asadun nasihun. And it's also said that the honey is nasih. So in this in this sense, right? We, we, we don't understand it to mean that the honey is an advisor. The honey gives advice. That's not what it means here. But rather what it means is the honey is pure. The honey is pure. Also it is said, Lebanon Nasihun. 
the leaven, the milk is pure. Right? We don't understand now, so here to mean an advisor. Because how can your milk advise you? Right? So we understand that it doesn't mean advice here or an advisor, but rather it means pure. That it is pure. The Shaykh says, يعني خالص من الغش والأخلاط الرادية Meaning that it is something that is pure from any type in all types of deception and it is pure of any type of impurities. It is free from impurities. Naam. It is free from impurities. So in the sense of the leaven and the asal, then we understand that it is free from impurities. It's free from any type of impurities, any type of contaminants and the like. It is, it is pure. So now when we understand the origin of this particular word, and nasiha something that is pure, doesn't have any, any, any type of uh, deception or so on and so forth, something that is sincere, truly sincere, then we start to reflect differently now on this statement, ad-dinu al-nasiha, that the religion is al-nasiha, giving a good advice and being pure or sincere, a al-nasiha. And then you'll start to see too how it is very difficult actually to even translate this word and to give it its just meaning. It's difficult. It's difficult to try to convey the meaning as it comes when one understands the phrase in Arabic, al-dinu al-nasiha. Because you understand more, a lot of times it may strike a person's mind. But inshallah ta'ala, we want to examine the scope of the meaning of this particular word and this particular phrase. Because it is something that if we were to apply it to our lives, it will change our lives completely and it will enrich our understanding uh, of Islam and what the deen is, 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 is upon and what the deen is about yani, and what the deen is it will enrich our understanding and thus it will enrich uh, our understanding of what is required from us with regards to our relationship to this deen and how we are to be upon it the shaykh says the deen of Islam because like this is the religion of Islam the religion of Islam is something that is pure free from any and all type of impurities. It's pure, sincere, and free from impurities. This is the deen of Al-Islam. This deen of Al-Islam is a religion that is pure from all the fish, from all types of falsehood. See, this is understood from This was understood from it. From the meanings is what? Is that the religion of Al-Islam is pure from all types of falsehood. It's pure from all types of falsehood. And now you may understand a little better while we're saying that what? That the translation really doesn't give you everything that's, that, that, that you can understand. You know? And it's the nature of translation to make it reader friendly, listener friendly. That you pick out the most uh, dominant meanings and you stick with those. And then you have to be quiet about the rest. Naam. But this is also what you understand when you hear is that what? That the religion is pure from all type of falsehood. There's no falsehood in Islam. There's no falsehood in Islam. Woman kulli This is something that is tremendous because also it shows you that Islam is free and pure from what? 
from all types of deceptions, all types of plotting, right? All type of scheming and the like. This is not a religion that calls a person and that encourages its practitioners to be deceitful, to be deceptive, to be those who scheme, plot, and the like. This is not from the deen of Al-Islam. But this is something that is tremendous because you have many of the non-Muslims right now, they believe that, that deception is an integral part of Islam. Now, they believe that deception and lying is an integral part of Al-Islam. And this is because of what they have yani, mixed into the Islamic concepts from the Shia. Because within the Shia, the deen of the Shia, then their deen is built upon deception. Now, the deen is built upon deception. It is an intricate part of their religion. It is an intricate part of their religion. It is a principle from their principles that you can be deceptive. So that you may fulfill your objective. So you can lie, cheat, right? fabricate, say what's not true, say what you don't believe, so on and so forth, as long as you can fulfill your objective. This is from the usuls of their, of their religion. So when one analyzes this from right now, right, from this standpoint, then you realize that Islam is a nasiha. It's pure from deception, lies, trickery, so on and so forth. Whereas what the Shia, what they're upon, the Rafidah, is built upon deception. So from this standpoint alone, one will see that what the Rafidah are upon is not Islam. Because as the Prophet وسلم, he said, Islam is a nasiha, which is pure and free from all types of deception, all types of trickery, and the like. Whereas the deen of the Shia, the Rafidah, is built upon lies and deception. So then you see that what? This, what thereupon from lies and deception is not what the Prophet وسلم, was talking about when he said, a deen. And nasiha, that the religions and nasiha. So we understand that what that the deen of the Prophet is something, and the deen of the Rafidah is something else. This is why the ulama say the Rafidah humul kufar. That the Rafidah they are kufar. Nam. And there are many many reasons, but this is just from one aspect. You can see that what they're upon is not Islam, because at Islam is and nasiha. the Shaykh says. So this is a deen that is pure, deenun safin, a deen that is free from all types of impurities. Uh, now we see the relation now. Because the Muslim is the one who, who submits himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Muslim is the one who's upon the deen of Al-Islam. So if Islam is a religion that is free from falsehood, pure from falsehood, a religion that is that is that is free from all types of lies, deception, trickery, and the like, then likewise from the characteristics of the Muslim is that he should what be free from the likes of these things. So the Shaykh says, Kadalik al Muslim, he says, so therefore the Muslim, he is the one who was apparent and what's on the inside is sincere and equal 
that what you see on the outside, what he presents to the people, and likewise, what is in himself, what he believes and so on and so forth, is the same, is equal. He doesn't show the people one face while hiding another. But rather, he is one who has one face. Because he's one who's sincere. He's one who's sincere. He's upon salama. He's he one who, he his, his actions, yani, he is, is safe from all types of bad behavior. He is one who strives so that he is free from bad behavior and ill behavior. Bad morals and bad manners and so on and so forth. So that the inside matches the outside. This is important. This is an, is an objective of the Muslim that he will be upon this. Naam. And one who he is free from the khiyana. And he is free from, from trickery. Trying to trick and deceive and fool people. This is not the characteristic of the Muslim. So everything that he does will be on the up and up. Everything that he does will be truthful, will be honest, will be sincere, so on and so forth. Why? Because he is one who's trying to tread upon the deen of al-Islam. And, and, and al-Islam is a deen that's free from falsehood, is a deen that's built upon sincerity, is a deen that is free from all types of lies and trickery and so on and so forth. So the Muslim, the good Muslim, strives to become a personification of these morals and characteristics. He strives to make these morals and characteristics a part of his very essence. He said, but as far as the one who he tricks people, he deceives them, he plots and plans, right? Evil plotting and planning against people and scheming. And the one who his uh, what, yani, what he shows is different from what he yani, uh, yani, hides in his heart, what he conceals. What he shows is different than what he conceals. He acts like he one way that he's really not. He's a person who's funny. He's a person who's putting up a front. Person who's trying to deceive people, acting like he's like this, but really he's like that. Acting like he's upright, but really he's not. So on and so forth. Now, a person who it does not matching what's on the inside and the outside. The Shaykh he says, He said these characteristics are not from the deen. The characteristics of lying, cheating, stealing, plotting, scheming, right? A person who puts forth one face while he conceals another. He reveals one side while he hides another side and so on and so forth. Then these are not Islamic characteristics. These are not Islamic characteristics. These are not from the deen. Because the deen is a nasiha. And listen to this point. The shaykh says, And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hasra deen fin nasiha. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he restricted the religion to a nasiha. You understand? He said, Ad-Din al-Nasiha. And that's it. He stopped. Ad-Din al-Nasiha. And he stopped. He restricted it to al-Nasiha. The Shaykh he says, وَحَصْرُ الشَّيْءِ يَقْتَضِي أَن لَا يَدْخُلَ فِيهِ غَيْرُ He said, and the restricting of something necessitates, and you understand from that, that nothing else enters into it. The religion is being sincere, Free from falsehood. Right? Not lying, not tricking, not deceiving, so on and so forth. So by being restricted to being a nasiha, the opposite of nasiha doesn't enter into it. The deen is a nasiha, nothing else. 
There's no room in it for that which contradicts an nasiha or movement. Yeah, generally. Naam. Tayyib. The Shaykh he says, "Walamma sa'ala al-Sahaba, Ridwanullahi alayhim." And when the Sahaba questioned an Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when they questioned the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam an al-Nasiha, when they asked him about al-Nasiha, because the Deen is al-Nasiha, right? Being sincere. Not lying, not deceiving, not trying to trick, so on and so forth, right? When he asked, For who? Liman. Liman ya Rasulullah. For who, O Messenger of Allah? The Prophet ﷺ, he responded by saying, Lillah. To Allah. The religion is being sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The religion. Is being sincere to Allah, not trying to trick Allah, not trying to deceive Allah, but being sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He began with Allah. So for the first thing in which you have to strive to be sincere with, you have to strive to be sincere with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what does it mean to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Shaykh he says, ذَلِكَ بِأَن تَعْبُدُوا This is, بِأَن This is to worship Him. أَن تَعْبُدَهُ حَقَّ عِبَادَتِهِ To worship Him the way He should be worshipped. This is first and foremost. One person wants to be sincere to Allah, he has to do so by worshipping him the way he's supposed to be worshipped, Jalla Wala. And he has to believe in Allah with a complete iman. And you have to believe in Tawheed al Tawheed al And you have to believe in Tawheed al and you have to believe in Asma' wa Sifat, the Tawheed of Asma' wa Sifat. And you have to believe in his decree, in his actions. And you have to believe that no one deserves worship except for him. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be worshipped. Naam. Thumma tukhlisu al-ibada lahu. And then you have to be sincere in that worship to him. So that every act of that every act of worship is on, is sincerely to Allah, only done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This alone right here shows us a great number of things. From them, we understand that in order to fulfill the likes of these things, it will necessitate from us knowledge and study. It will necessitate from us knowledge and study because he says, That is, that you worship him the way he should be worshipped. You worship him the way he should be worshipped. Now, how would it be possible for you to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he should be worshipped without knowledge? You can. You need knowledge. 
You need to know what to do and how to do it. What is the proper time to do it? What is the extent, what is the ratio, so on and so forth. Now, you have to have knowledge. So this will necessitate learning. So it shows us that learning is not something that is a encouraged pastime, but learning is a must. This is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, seeking knowledge is obligatory upon every Muslim. We have to seek knowledge. Because without knowledge, we can't do this. We can't fulfill right, what it means to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. We need knowledge. The Shaykh goes on, he says, and to believe in him with a complete iman. Now, in order to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a complete iman, we have to know what is iman? What is iman to begin with? How do we believe? Right? As we always say, how do you believe in something in which you're ignorant of? Ma'am, it's not possible. It's not possible to believe in something which, you're, which we're ignorant of. So we have to have knowledge in order to fulfill these objectives. To believe in the Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. To believe in the Tawheed al-Rububiyyah means first and foremost we have to learn what is Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. What is Tawheed al-Rububiyyah? Well likewise, at Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. What is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah? It requires from us study. We have to learn, seek knowledge. What Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat We have to learn what is Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat and to the end of it. And we have to know that nothing has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's not just restricted by that knowledge. It's not just that we know this and then that's it. But rather the shaykh, he says, And then we have to make all of our ibadah sincere for him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now we have to not only learn, but then we have to bring action to that knowledge. We have to make that knowledge couple or couple that knowledge with action. This is something that is a must. There's no way around this. He said, This is sincerity between the servant and his Lord, between the slave and his Lord. This is how we're sincere to Allah Jalla wa'ala. And it is incumbent that the this nasiha be apparent and or be external and internal. Be external and internal. That we show it on the outside and it, we have it present on the inside. But the one who he shows Tawheed, but he hides shirk. You see? He shows Iman, but he hides Kufr. This one is a Munafiq. This one, he's a hypocrite now. He's showing the Islam, acting like he's a Muslim, but in the inside, he don't believe in Islam. He just going through the motions. But he don't really don't believe in Islam. He don't have it in the inside. He's showing Tawheed, and he hides shirk. He's showing Iman, but he had a disbelief. This one, he is a hypocrite. This is a hypocrite. Naam. Wal-munafiqun. And the hypocrite. Sharrun. Min al-kafir al-khalis. The hypocrite. He's more evil. Than the straight up kafir. The hypocrite. 
is more evil than a straight up kafir. Because you see, the hypocrite, he himself is a kafir. But the difference is that the one who's a blatant kafir, he let it be known. Whereas the hypocrite, he hides his kufr. So the shaykh, he says, so that the hypocrite, he's more evil than the apparent straight up kafir. He says, لِقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى This is due to Allah Ta'ala's statement, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ That verily, the hypocrites, they're in the lowest part of the fire, the lowest level of the fire. Why they go to a lower level in the fire? Because they're worse than the other kufar in the fire. They're the worst kufar in the fire. The hypocrites, they're the worst kufar in the fire. So this shows us that what? The hypocrite, he's more evil than the straight up regular kafir. And the shaykh, he says, Limadha. How come? Why is this the case? That the hypocrite is more evil than the blatant kafir. He says, why are they worse than the blatant kafir? Because they try to deceive Allah and those who believe. These individuals, they try to trick Allah. You understand? The audacity and the evil and treachery of a people who will try to deceive Allah. The Shaykh says, this is the worst type of deception. Trying to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is completely what? Contrary to the deen of al-Islam. Because the deen of al-Islam is free from trying to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Muslims. Whereas the hypocrites, they seek to deceive Allah and those who believe. But the reality is that what? They only deceive themselves. They only in reality deceive themselves. The Shaykh says, أَمَّا نَاصِحُ فَهُوَ الَّذِي يَسْتَوِي ظَاهِرُهُ وَبَاطِنُ مَعَ اللَّهِ أَوَّلًا He said that the one who is truly sincere, the one who is truly sincere, that he is the one who his apparent, or what's apparent from him, and likewise that which is hidden from him, is equal. That he is one who he shows on the outside and express that what he has on the inside in his chest when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's equal. Naam, he's sincere. The way he is, is the way he is. He doesn't show one face while hiding another. He's not one way on the outside while hiding his true nature on the inside. But rather he's one who the both of them was on the outside and on the inside is equal when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what it means to be sincere to Allah jalla wa'ala. Fahada. So this one, who is sincere to Allah, قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ لَلَّهِ He says, لَا إِلَهَ لَلَّهِ And then he does what? عَمِلَ بِذَلِكَ And then he works in accordance to that. He says, لَا إِلَهَ لَلَّهِ And then he acts in accordance to it. He worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't just say, لَا إِلَهَ لَلَّهِ And then that's it. It's just, it's just speech. He says one thing, and then that's it. He doesn't act upon it. It doesn't manifest in his limbs and the like. But rather, he acts upon that statement. So this one, he won't worship anything except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He won't, he won't call upon other than Allah. He won't give any aspect of worship to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all of this is what, what, is what it means to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and not just will he himself utter the statement of it tawheed and then bring forth the actions of it tawheed after having knowledge of it tawheed now because knowledge comes before statement of action you see so first you got to have knowledge of it tawheed fa'lam annahu la ilaha illallah know that nothing has the right to worship the truth except Allah that's first awwalan in ilm firstly knowledge na'am and that knowledge will precede statements of action. So then after the knowledge, then you have to bring statement of action. The statement is what? La ilaha illallah. The action is acting according to that statement by worshipping Allah. Jalla wa'ala. But then that's not it. It doesn't end there. But rather this person, ثُمَّ يَدْعُ النَّاسَ إِلَى مَعْنَى هَذِهِ الْكَلِمَةِ وَعَمَلْ بِهَا And then he will call mankind to work in accordance to this statement and act according to the statement. He will call mankind to the meaning of La ilaha illallah. He will call mankind to La ilaha illallah and he will call them to act upon it to establish Tawheed. Naam. The Shaykh, he says, وَإِخْرَاصُ الْعِبَادَةِ لِلَّهِ جَلَّ وَعَلَى And he will call them to make their worship sincere for Allah. Only to worship Allah. Not to give any aspect, any type, any category of worship to anything except Allah so he will call them to be sincere. He will call them to be sincere when it comes to their ibadah. So all of their ibadah is for Allah Jalla This is the one who's sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now if we want to know are we sincere to Allah Jalla or not, then it is quite simple. We have to what? We have to look and see where we stand. Weigh ourselves with regards to what we had just mentioned. Now, weigh ourselves to that. Are we ones who are truly seeking to learn about Tawheed? Implement the Tawheed? Are we ones who are striving to be sincere? Making sure all of our actions, all of our statements are sincerely for Allah Jalla wa'ala or not? Because see, the question is not what you're doing, but rather is who you're doing it for. You understand? Sometimes people get caught up thinking that, listen, as long as I'm making salah and so on and so forth, this is what you worry about. Am I praying? Am I fasting? Am I, am I, am I? Now, although those are, those are good questions, right? What's more important than that is, who are you praying for? Who are you fasting for? Who are you giving sadaqah and zakah for? Who are you doing these actions of worship for? Who are you doing it for? Because just doing them by themselves is not enough. Because mind you now, those individuals who will be in the lowest level in the fire, right? The ones who will be in the lowest level of the hell fire, and they're going to be there forever. Were they people who in their lifetime, did they used to pray five times a day? Yeah, yeah, they used to pray. Did they used to fast in Ramadan? Yeah. They used to fast in Ramadan. Did they make Hajj? Yes, they made Hajj. Did they used to give Sadaqah? Yes, they used to give Sadaqah. Did they used to, yani, used to fight in Jihad? Yes. They used to even fight in Jihad. But were they doing it for Allah? No. They were not doing it for Allah. Because in, inside them, they used to didn't believe in Allah. Internally, they disbelieved in Allah. Although they were praying, although they were fasting, although they were making hajj, although they were fighting in jihad, on the inside, 
They disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they were seeking to deceive Allah and deceive those who believe. So now, what was what is more important? What they did or why they did it? Of course, why? Why they did it? Who'd you do it for? That's what's important. That's what we have to always ask ourselves. Not, did I make all my salawat today? But, why did I make my salawat today? And who did I make it for? For whose sake? That's important. You see? Not just that we bring the action, but more importantly that we bring the tawheed. Because the action without the tawheed is nothing. doesn't count. It's nothing. It's like, it's like it never happened. You understand? So the tawheed, that's what's important. That's the question. Why are we doing it? Who are we doing it for? This is what we got to keep asking ourselves over and over. Is this for Allah or is this for something else? Now, I have a quick question. What if, what if a person, they, they make this a lot, they do all the things, fasting, Ramadan, Eid, Zakat, all these things, and then they get to Eid, they don't do these things, and they won't get the Jannah. These are certain things you have to do. To get to the Jannah. Yeah, so wouldn't that by default, Doing these things, they're doing it for Allah. The law said that you have to nah. do these things. They're doing it right in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in hopes of, of uh, in, in their striving to attain yani, the pleasure, Allah's pleasure. So, this is why they're striving for the Jannah, they're striving for these things because the Jannah is given to those whom Allah ta'ala is pleased with. So, we're striving to please our Lord Jalla wa'ala. And this is why we, we bring forth the righteousness and why we listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey Him, Jalla wa'ala. Um, so if a person does it from that standpoint, this is doing it for Allah. This is doing it for Allah. Now, and seeking Allah's reward. So now he's not looking for any reward or any compensation from human beings. He doesn't worry about human beings. He's looking, he's looking to be rewarded from Allah, Jalla wa'ala. Now, so this is doing it for Allah. Because only things done for Allah, Allah will reward. Nah. Yeah, and even and even now, now. Well, no, the Sheikh, he gonna he gonna explain their motivation. Because now that the Muslims are like frowned upon now, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Well, no, you you'll have in every in every time. You'll find a motivation is is always the same. It's all is always the same, and 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 you find that the, that the motivation is always lacking. The aspect that is never for Allah, Jalla But the Sheikh is going to touch upon the motivation of these individuals. Why are they acting like Muslims, but they they not really uh, they don't really believe in Islam and the like. Now, Alakulin, the one who is sincere, he's the one who comes with these statements and these actions, yani that have been built upon knowledge. And the inside match the outside. Naam. The Shaykh says, Well, it's a murad al qawla bin lisani faqad. He said, And it's not intended just by just to articulate something with the tongue. This is not what is intended. Just that a person he, he, he says something with his tongue or he they, he merely just articulates la ilaha illallah. The Shaykh says, Faman kana yukthiru min qawli la ilaha illallah wa la ya'atiquduha wa la ya'amalu biha bi muqtadaiha wa la ya'amalu bi muqtadaiha fa huwa munafiq. He says, so the one who says, la ilaha illallah, all the time. 
The one who says La ilaha illallah much. But he doesn't believe in it. And he doesn't act in accordance to that which is necessitated by it. Then this one, he is a hypocrite. This one is a hypocrite. So the one who doesn't believe in La ilaha illallah, he doesn't act in accordance to what it it necessitates, then he's a hypocrite. Now, the question becomes, how can you believe in La ilaha illallah and act in accordance to what it necessitates if you don't know about it? You have to know about it. You have to know what it means. You have to know what is necessitated by it. So on and so forth, in order to believe in it and to act in accordance to that which is necessitated by it. You have to know what it means. So this requires knowledge. And this is why any call that is devoid of a tawheed, that is devoid of teaching the people the meaning of la ilaha illallah is a call that is fruitless. Is a call that has no value. Is a call that has absolutely no value. Because if that, if you don't have that, nothing else matters. If you don't have that, nothing else is going to stand. Nothing else is going to count. So you need that foundation. Because that's going to be your foundation. That's going to be the beginning, the middle, and the end. That's going to be the beginning, middle, and the end. That's what it's all about. Is it tawheed? Naam. That's what it's all about. But if you don't know the meaning of la ilaha illallah, how are you going to believe in it? Or if you have a false interpretation of what la ilaha illallah means, and you believe in a wrong meaning, how, how are you going to benefit? That's the question, you see? So it's important to know what is the true meaning of la ilaha illallah so that we can believe in it and that we can work in accordance to that which is necessitated by it. وَالنِّفَاقُ هُوَ إِظْهَارُ الْخَيْرِ وَإِبْطَانُ الشَّرِّ And hypocrisy, it is showing good while hiding evil. I want you to listen to this definition again. النِّفَاقُ هُوَ إِظْهَارُ الْخَيْرِ وَإِبْطَانُ الشَّرِّ Hypocrisy is showing good and hiding evil. The Sheikh goes on and he says, فَالَّذِي يُظْهِرُ الْخَيْرُ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَكِنَّهُ يُبْطِنُ خِلَافَهُ مُنَافِقٌ He says, so whoever shows the people good, but then he hides the opposite of it, he hides what's contrary to it, then this one, he's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. وَالنِّفَاقُ أَشَدُّ مِنَ الْكُفْرِ وَعِيَاذَ بِاللَّهِ He said, and hypocrisy is greater than disbelief, or more dangerous the disbelief, meaning what? Meaning the blatant kafir. He says, "The kafir He said, "Because the kafir, he's straight up, he's blatant with his disbelief, and the people know him. The people know that one is a kafir." So therefore, they beware of him, because they already know he's a kafir. So when they come, they put their guard up, because they know this is a kafir. So. Put your guard up. You have to treat him in a, in a certain particular way, so on and so forth. Right? But the munafiq, he deceives the Muslims. And the Muslims believe he's from them. But in reality, he's their enemy. They believe, oh, this one is from us. But in reality, what? He's really their enemy. This is why he's more dangerous. This is why he's more dangerous. Because... You won't put your guard up. Your guard will be down. But this munafiq, he comes and he does that. Naam? And he deceives them. Naam? He deceives them. 
and he yani uh, what you say wa yatarabbasu bihi muddawair and he waits and he hangs around the muslims until the calamity comes so now we start to get an understanding of why they hang around they hang around the muslims when it's good times they waiting waiting for what when a calamity comes naam wa yaltamisu lahum al-naqa'is wal-'uyub wa yunammiha wa yanshuruha and they seek out the faults they seek out the faults of the muslims and they try to exploit and spread them so not not only they are they are they hanging around when it's good times waiting for the calamity but while they're there they're still causing problems trying to seek out the faults of the muslims try to find and discover their shortcomings and the like so that they can exploit them use them to their advantage and spread them you understand these are all characteristics of the hypocrite fa idha jaa shadaidu ala almuslimin dhahara nifaqhum wa kufruhum kufruhum but when the hard times come upon the muslims calamity befalls the muslims difficulty hard times rough tough times before the muslims then at this point their hypocrisy and their disbelief becomes apparent now their hypocrisy and disbelief becomes apparent you understand when it was all good times now they hanging around the muslims so they can benefit from the good is with the muslims now calamity comes a test comes and so on and so forth now their hypocrisy becomes apparent their disbelief becomes apparent one has ila al-a'da' al-muslimin and then you find them going and joining the enemies of the muslims you understand now it becomes apparent and this is the way of the hip of the of, of the hypocrite is that when things are good they act like they with the muslims because their intention in being amongst the muslims is for some worldly gain or yani worldly gain be it because of commerce be it money be it peace yeah, the, uh, yeah, in safety amongst the Muslims and so on and so forth. This is their only intention. So it's like, look, if I gotta pray just so I can have, you know, the peace of mind, live in a state of peace, to have this car, have this house, have this, have this, have that, have that, have that. So be it. If I gotta make Hajj, if I gotta, yeah, you know, go Jumaa and all this stuff, lava. So be it. Because what he's just doing that towards the end. What's his end? Is that he wants the lifestyle. He wants to live amongst the Muslims, so on and so forth. But he don't believe in his heart. This is the munafiq. And they do this thinking that they can deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that yani, they can deceive the Muslims. This is what they do. They do this trying to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who believe. Now, as Allah ta'ala informs us in this noble book. You understand? Because they want to benefit something from the worldly life. You see? But when the calamity comes, now the true colors come out. Now the disbelief comes out. Now you find them joining the ranks of the kuffar. Now you find them attaching themselves to the enemies of the Muslims, so on and so forth. You understand? أَمَّا إِذَا جَاءَ الرَّقَاءُ وَالْخَيْرُ فَإِنَّهُ يُظْهِرُ الْإِيمَانِ لِيَعِيشَ مَعَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ But when the, 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 the easy, good times come around, when good is plentiful, everyone is benefiting, and so on and so forth, now they start acting like they Muslim. Now they want to act like they have faith. For what purpose? 
so that they can live amongst the Muslims. So now they're acting like Muslims because they want to live amongst the Muslims. Because what is good times now? Now it's prosperity. Now it's a good economy. Now it's a lot of money. Now it's safety. So on and so forth. So now, okay, they want to act like they're Muslims. They want to act like they got Iman. So they can live amongst the Muslims and benefit like this. Thinking that they're deceiving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh says, This is the this is the way of the munafiq. This is how the hypocrite is. The Shaykh goes on and he says, They are people who are seeking to deceive Allah. And deceive the people. Allah Taala, and Allah Taala, He says, Allah Taala, He says, they try to deceive Allah and those who believe, but in reality, they only deceive themselves. Yet they perceive it not. They try to deceive Allah and those who believe, but in reality they only deceive themselves, yet they perceive it not. This is in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 9. What it means to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be the exact opposite of the hypocrite. Because the hypocrite is is the clear or is a clear example of what not to do and how not to be because they are not sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they seek to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they act like they are believers but in reality they're disbelievers they show tawheed while they hide shirk they show iman while they're hiding kufr they show in good while they're hiding evil they sit and wait and hang around the Muslims when times are good. But when the calamity strikes, you find them abandoning them and aiding and going to support the enemies of the Muslims. You find that they are those who are trying to seek out the faults of the Muslims so that they may exploit them and spread them. These are all characteristics of the hypocrite. Those who are deceitful, those who are, 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 are they try to trick people. And they they always scheming and so on and so forth. These are non-Islamic characteristics because, as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, that the religion is giving good advice, that the religion is being sincere. From sincerity, is that what is that the Deen of al-Islam is free from all types of falsehood. The Deen of al-Islam is free. From all types of lying, trickery, deception, deceitfulness, plotting, scheming, fronting, so on and so forth. Islam is totally free from that. Because the deen of Islam is al-nasiha. Al-nasiha, this is from the meaning of al-nasiha. To be free from error. To be free from falsehood. To be free from lying, trickery, deceit, scheming. Showing one face, hiding, hiding, hiding another. Showing good. Hiding evil, showing tawheed, hiding shirk, so on and so forth. Islam is free from that. 
The deen is pure, pure from the likes of these evil characteristics, pure from the likes of these evil manners and morals, pure from the likes of his evil behavior. Islam is free from that. the munafiq, but as far as the munafiq, then they are an embodiment of lying, deception, scheming, plotting, fronting, showing one face, hiding another face, showing good, hiding evil, showing Islam, hiding, hiding kufr, showing tawheed, hiding shirk, so on and so forth. Naam? So if you want to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to be of those who worship Allah Ta'ala the way He should be worshipped. Those who believe in Allah Ta'ala with a complete belief. Those who believe in the Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. They believe in Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah. Wa Tawheed al-Asma'i wa Sifat. Those who believe in Qadr. Those who believe in Allah Ta'ala the way they're supposed to believe in Allah Jalla wa'ala. Those who worship Allah Ta'ala and who establish the Tawheed to Allah Ta'ala and who call the people to the establishment of the Tawheed and all of this will necessitate knowledge and this is an encouragement yet again for us to study and to be vigilant and to learn so that we may be of those who can establish sincerity for Allah Jalla wa'ala because again it is not what you're doing it is who you're doing it for it's not what you're staying away from it's who you're staying away from it for Naam. So we have to be sincere, Ya Ibadullah, because that is everything. We have to be sincere because that's everything. If we're not sincere, we're going to be destroyed. We have to be sincere to Allah Ta'ala. We have to live our lives sincerely for Allah Ta'ala, all of our life for Allah Ta'ala, and our, and our death for Allah Ta'ala, everything for Allah Ta'ala. We have to strive to be of those who implement the Tawheed, those who live upon the Tawheed, so, we, so that we may be those who die upon the Tawheed, and are raised upon it so he فنكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين